And thus, the new crop of Mets has joined the club. Don't disappoint us, boys. <laughs> Those are the words of Colleen Sullivan uh, on Meet the Mets, a piece from our Willits Penn newsletter from opening day. And the Mets so far have not disappointed us. Those boys are, uh, as we record this, closing in on 4-1. They're definitely 3-1 coming out of Washington. They're now in Philadelphia, and we are doing the first episode of our podcast uh, with me, Jesse Spector, uh, the editor of Willits Penn. You might know me from Sporting News, Deadspin, Daily News, places I've been. Uh, and with me are Colleen Sullivan, who is also writing for us. You might know her from Southside Sox. Um, Colleen, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Now that we got our technical difficulties over with. Yeah, we, we sure did. Um, and <laughs> it was it was an exciting time before. It was an before, exciting time. Yeah, I know. There was like a solid like 30 minutes of podcast content of us mm-hmm. just going, what is, can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> It was it was just some thrilling shit. I'm I'm sorry we didn't record any of it. And that's Alison Robicelli. <laughs> my, my husband every, made a guest appearance and everything. Everything. She's the other host of this uh, of this madhouse. Um, yep. I don't know why I spoke first. I think that I, I'd like to avoid having that happen generally. But I thought that the "Don't disappoint us, boys" was a fitting uh, a fitting line. Um, and how can these boys not disappoint us? They're the Mets. Yeah. It's their fucking job. I mean, they started off so well last year, and then look every what year. happened when it was June. This is okay. Literally every year. Every year. Every year. Okay, I must point yep. out I don't follow the Mets, but I follow the pattern in watching my husband follow the Mets. And you watch his in... disappointment just go down. Okay, so this happens every fucking year. It's like in the beginning, they're like kind of okay. And then he makes some jokes about them being mathematically eliminated from the playoffs at the end of April. Everybody does that. Then in May, they're looking really good. Then they start sucking. Then he starts up at the trade deadlines. Then there's Bobby Bonilla Day. Then there's a lot of fucking yelling. Then two weeks towards the end of August, they start getting kind of okay. Because everybody's injured, but they're bringing in young guys, and suddenly <laughs> they want it. Three weeks before the season ends, you have a major league stop rally, and they're like, this is great. But then they blow the last four games, and they're all fucking over. This is every season. Yep. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So Allison gets it. Allison, I, I did a terrible job introducing you um, because I'm afraid to... Uh, get the order wrong. On I don't the know what the order is in the title of your Substack. Yeah, you don't know the title. You don't know the order of the words in the title of the of your own thing that you're writing. It's the edible no. erotic adventures of Esmeralda Poppingcorn. It's a Substack. It's erotic. Um, I just took like a week and a half off of it to like take care of some like personal shit, and it's just kind of wild. Like sitting back at my computer again today, going like, what am I doing? Oh, I write a soap opera. That's about like also like Fifty Shades kind of erotic, like bad erotica, but also it's like I have the least erotic story about something like that too. I don't really like, I I was on a a podcast, New Worlder recently, and he was like, can you describe it? And I was just like, no. He's like, yeah, I don't have anything either. And um, it's just, it's a thing that happens. I show up every week. It happens. We all go, what the fuck was that? I go, I don't know. And uh, we just keep repeating that over and over. I have a very unerotic food on the body story that happened to me Saturday. <laughs> so Saturday. we had ordered on Saturday, yes. So we had ordered 
KFC for dinner. This is just Got not any well already. Yeah, it's already a bad story. Continue. <laughs> Got the bag, and in the one bag it had all the sides. So when I had picked it up, the gravy somehow did not have the lid on all the way. Fell onto my lap. Okay. Searing, burning pain. Mm. And I was like, I don't understand how people do, like... The sexy food thing? Because that was like the least sexy thing to ever happen. All right, one, impressive that the gravy was still hot. It was That's... like boiling hot. I'm like, did this just come out of Mordor? This what is was... <laughs> you, you had it? You brought it home from the KFC or it was delivery? It was delivery. That's impressive. How hot was this gravy to start? And you live in Chicago. It's always like 30 degrees there, right? Well, it's either 30 well to be fair, it was like 50 this weekend. Oh, 50 this weekend. So, yes, you had boiling hot gravy. And if I had gravy in my lap, the first thing I'm thinking of isn't sex. Like, anytime no, I used my to get, like, reaction... gravy dumped on me was never. No, my reaction was like, holy shit, I hope I don't have third degree burns. <laughs> I have a lap in... full of gravy and third degree burns on my vagina. It's yeah, that was what I was worried about. <laughs> it's not the worst Saturday night anybody's ever had. So That's true. Yeah. This is our baseball podcast, and, yes. and while you've been saying this, I've been watching the Mets uh, blow this game to the Phillies. Look, it's, it's tied. So, oh, so wait, we, they, oh, they're yeah, blowing so, it at the end yeah. of the game? They're uh-huh. going to blow Look, it at the tied. end of the game? Yeah, and who, then it's, who uh, could have possibly guessed? Yeah, is somebody um, going to be injured again tomorrow? Like for a Well, well to be reason? fair, somebody's injured now. No, there's yeah. always somebody injured. Yeah, always Taiwan somebody. Walker got hurt tonight. Oh, yeah, okay. In this yeah. game. Okay, so yeah, I missed that. Big surprise. But... By the time that this airs, uh, we will find out that he needs to have his entire arm amputated because that's the way that it works. (laughs) Again, people keep voluntarily watching this team. And I will keep voluntarily watching the people watch this team because it's so fucking funny. Yep. Pretty much. Mm. Um, It it feeds a really dark part of my soul Mm -hmm. um, as a fan of both the Mets and and the Yankees. That's how I grew up. And I... I feel personally, I, I understand that that's not for everybody being a fan of more than one team. Um, it has, my <laughs> fandom has certainly evolved over the years through just growing up in Brooklyn and then being a sports writer kind of messes with your sports fandom anyway. Um, but yeah, the, the Mets part of my soul, the, the part of me that expects the worst, the part of me that's like, yeah, this is all going to go horribly, horribly wrong. So that's why I'm really optimistic about this project that we're doing together, this ebook and uh, Substack and mm. podcast. Well, here's and, the thing. It's like yeah. the worse that things get for the Mets, the better they get for us. So it, we're, we're all a, in a lose right here. I do have a theory that the White Sox and the Mets cannot win on the same day if I am watching. Because the Sox won on Sunday and the Mets did not. We're three days into the season, Colleen. Like three I know, days. But this, this I was my theory this... last season too. And the <laughs> so take I'm starting place. to think it like trends over. But like people tease me about the two teams thing because it's the Mets and the White Sox, and they're like, you couldn't pick like yeah, those the are... Dodgers <laughs> or like one at least one team that is solid, known, consistently awesome. And I'm like, I guess not. That's not how my fandom worked. I like the saddest teams. Like, I grew up a Yankee fan, but now I live in Baltimore, and it's perfect. 
It's just oh, like poor Baltimore. No, I love Baltimore. Oh my god, I love living in the city so much. Great city. Yeah, I, I grew up in New York City. No, I mean poor Baltimore, like the Orioles. No, you know, it's just yeah. I mean, yeah, everything is just constantly terrible for them. But like when things go good for this like city, it just feels like a huge win. Like when the Ravens win like two playoff games, like of course it ends in like like crushing you know disappointment. But it's just nice to watch it happen, you know, and I get because I guess I'm an outsider, you know, like and grown up somewhere else and like just seeing how happy it makes everybody. <laughs> so sometimes like the Orioles getting to 500 or like winning two games in a row, like it's those little things that make like make people really happy here and make them get fucking shit faced in the middle of the street and have a good time drinking their natty bows and uh covered in old but they seriously i thought that was like i thought that was like a joke before i moved here and it's like oh no they actually that's what they do um so there was an article that came up this came out this week and it was like one fact that'll impress your friends about all the teams in major league and it was like on the mlb app or some shit or espn i don't even remember but and I was just kind of like flipping through to see what some of them were. In Baltimore, it was literally that they changed the dimensions of the stadium. That was the oh, one nice fact about the Orioles that they I, had. It I was about the stadium. Them. It wasn't even about the team. I watched that happen because they they had to bring everything in with a chopper because they like couldn't fit in the stadium. And again, I lived like a couple blocks away, and that thing was so fucking loud. And it was there oh. for several days. And, but it was cool to watch them, like, lift, like, huge panels of lights and whatever else down there. But it just took forever. And it was really loud. And it's next to Shock Trauma, which is, like, one of the best emergency rooms in the country. And they've got all their choppers. And then we have the Baltimore Police Department choppers happening all the time because it's Baltimore. And we also have the freaking news choppers. Um, and the traffic choppers, like, three blocks south. And there was just, like... 10 helicopters buzzing my house all day and i didn't fucking like it so i just want that i do i just want that on record in case anybody from the orioles organization is listening to this i feel like i deserve like i don't know like free tickets or a t-shirt for all the all the bullshit they put me through already don't they have those like crab fries or something and they have crab everything crab is fine It's good. It's good. It just doesn't belong on everything. And I'm not paying like $26 for French fries. Like um, crab... I will if they're good French fries. I will, but like crab is a super expensive <laughs> topping. And like sure. crab's not cheap. And I'm like, I don't have all this money to go be willy-nilly throwing it around on crab stuff. And like, crab fries. Yeah. I mean, have, I, they need something cheaper here. Again, grew up in New York City. Bagels, pizza, uh, you know, uh, dirty water dogs. What else do you fucking eat? Yeah, this is what I grew up with, okay? We had, you know... And it's all uh, good. And stuff. Yeah. And it was affordable. Yeah. Here, yeah, I went, I went to outside the Museum price. of... Yeah, the Museum of Natural History. I went last week and I went up to the guy for a pretzel outside with the cart. He was like, five bucks. I was like, absolutely not. I'll pay you five dollars for a pretzel that is just like formed out of yeah. muddy concrete and no but no like i expect has, it to be overpriced yeah, is this out like a get what museum, you paid like, for type that would be of thing? three yeah no but in here like it's a working class city but you have to put like it's like putting caviar on top of shit like yeah 
who needs this? Like, th this is too expensive. Like, what about sauerkraut? Everybody likes sauerkraut. Like, no, sauerkraut. not everybody likes sauerkraut. You're f aren't you from Chicago? I it's am. Like, I do they, not like sauerkraut. They look like a sauerkraut kind of city. You know, so at Sox Park and at, like, um, Maxwell Street and some of, like, the Polish places, mm -hmm. you can get sauerkraut and grilled onions, like, on a Polish or yes. like, a hot dog. Yes. I can't. I just, I can't. Sauerkraut's just one of those things. I just can't do it. <laughs> it's so good for your health, though. Like, it makes I'm you, sure it it's wonderful for your digestive system. And I think it's supposed to, like, help you, like, not get, like, lady infections. I don't know how it gets from your stomach to that part, but it, like, it, no, it's some sort of homeostasis like shit. I don't know. Some amino acids or some shit. Why would the sauerkraut lobby pick that? <laughs> they need to get as much as they can. They need to get as much Dude, anything fermented, Matt, like, I, I think it's just kind of well documented, like, about the yogurt and the... All right, so like years ago, my husband, uh, he got a yeast infection on his junk. Um, it was it was summertime. Wait, that can happen? Yeah, it was to us. Yeah, it was I'm like sorry. it was like August, and it was like and we'd been at the beach a lot, and uh -huh. everything was sweaty or whatnot. But anyway, he got this thing, and the doctor told him he's like, just you have to smear yogurt all over it. But and he made a point. He's like. Don't do it with like cherry yogurt or like blueberry yogurt because apparently some of his patients, some of his patients have done that in the past. And he's like, I didn't realize I needed to clarify that. So he had, so he had like a tub of yogurt and he would just dip his balls in it like twice a day and it didn't do shit. And then he went to the doctor. I know, but he he would have to put his balls in it and like sit there for like five minutes. I don't know what the fuck. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. I told him I was like, I want nothing to do with this. I don't want to look at it. I don't want you to tell me about it. I don't want to. I do what? not want to see the yogurt. Just none of it. But what? it didn't do anything. And what then what goes wrong if you do a fruit based yogurt? I'm scared to ask. Uh, do you get like strawberry no, balls? I guess ye well, yeast do like dye balls purple. Yeast thrive on sugars, so it oh, yeah. would just you'd have like a sourdough thing going on down there. Uh, Yes, that's exactly what they would do. That's the thing. That's the part that always gets me about the story because I don't doubt for a second that he needs to clarify this for a good reason most of the time. Oh, yeah, we're dumb. Yeah, like some guy is like sitting there like <laughs> dipping his balls into like tricks yo play or like he's rubbing gogurt on his shit. Look, so hey, you're saying that like it's something that people shouldn't do just generally just, for a just good general, time. No gogurt on your shit. Um, but yeah, so it didn't work, and then he had to go back to the doctor, and he was like, "Oh, you could probably take like monostat or something like that yeast infection cream and use that." He's like, "I've been." Why? Yeah, it should have started know. with that. The medicine for the actual thing. <laughs> I just thought I was like. I uh, I was kind of happy that he had gone through that just because, I mean, here we are, maybe like 15 years later, talking about that man walking around with a fucking 
cup of yogurt for his balls. Oh my god. Give him the D, the Dannon. Yes, the Dannon. Yep. See, okay. a lot of truth in this game out. So, what does this have to do with baseball? They well, probably get yeast infections. You. Oh, they definitely get yeast. How? Like, oh, jock itch is something else. That's more fungal. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. Jock itch won't react to yogurt. I think you need um, an antibiotic. I said, maybe he just didn't have his balls in it long enough. I don't know. Maybe he's just pranking people. Maybe, maybe it was like, just, maybe you need Greek. Oh. I'll tell you what, we, we do have a food story from, from the Mets this week that we can talk about. Okay. Um, Eduardo Escobar, new Met, uh, written about in Colleen's Meet the Mets piece. Um if you Google Eduardo Escobar Fogo de Chao, um, stories come up from Milwaukee in 2021. A story comes up from Arizona um, when he was there. A story comes up from Minnesota in 28 2018. Minnesota's win Eduardo Escobar loves Fogo de Chao. Um, Fogo de Chao's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Yes. He can eat at Fogo de Chao for free anytime that he wants and, and but he could not um go for free with all exactly that's where this is going. Uh, a tweet here from Anthony DeComo on April sixth, which is I don't know, today's the eleventh, so it's five days from when we were recording. It was on the sixth, uh, before the opener. Eduardo Escobar took the entire Mets team plus dozens of staffers out for a meal at Fogo de Chao last night in DC. He treated a party of around seventy people. What is that going to run you at a, at that at that place? Meal dinner for seventy, first of all. Okay, so wait, they have like a flat rate or something, for because it's an all you can eat sort of thing. Okay, so like like the, I'm not gonna look this up because the keyboard I'm sitting back already. No, that's the not the, that's not the just, most interesting part of this anyway. Okay, no, no, just, it's easy to do the math. So let's say it's like sixty bucks. Sixty bucks times seventy, it's a whole lot of fucking money. It's several thousand dollars. Again, I'm not doing the math. It's like that's ten o'clock. Forty two hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, um, that's a lot of money, and then, you know, tip and booze and shit. Maybe he's paying, like, six grand. That, you know, that's a nice guy. I'd love somebody to spend six grand on me for all-you-could-eat steak, salad, and shrimp. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you'll see those sometimes, like, when a team celebrates a championship, they'll have the, uh, the receipt from whatever crazy bottle service they go to the next day, and that's usually, like, 10000 So I think this is good value for, uh, for that. I've never but, had Dom Barignan, and I've been sober he, for. I know. Did he that, switch it out so that they would spray each other with it, though? I don't know if it was what they sprayed each other with, or if it was the stuff they were drinking. With, spent, or if it all of it. Spent more on the champagne than the owners did on their entire fucking team. Yeah. I mean, he's Nelson Cruz. He's been playing baseball for 20 years. So. Yep. 
if you take a good bottle of champagne and spray it on other people, you're a fucking asshole. You're an asshole. There's only so many of those bottles out there. And there's poor people out there like scripting and saving so that one day they can have that stuff and they'll feel good about it and they'll feel fancy and they'll appreciate it. And your fucking capitalist 1% ass is spraying some dude in the locker room with it. So like some let them eat cake shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. I feel like they usually use like a, a very cheap sparkling they wine should. For, for the spray. There's also plenty of beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Have all the fun like that. Yeah. Yeah. But again, remember. So, but remember, there's a lot of men who are really fucking stupid. And they would think that, like, oh, it'll look baller if I fucking, you know, make it all a like Dom Perignon. And show, like, hey, I'm so rich, I can do this. Like, they think it's a good look. But it's not. Now that's that's at the end of the season, and the Mets have indeed lost this game as we were recording. So I, you know, I'm going to take the heat for this one because I fucking opened my mouth at the beginning. So the Mets are on their way towards four and one. Things are going great. No, things are going terribly, and I should have known that. <laughs> it's that's Monday. How about, it's yeah. what like five days into the Mets season, right? Yep. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, they've lost two in a row. They're done. It's. Um, <laughs> By the time that anybody hears this, they'll probably have won the next three and uh, you know, be on top of the world again. So that's uh, that's Mets life for you. Um, but is that is that the best way to get to know your new teammates? Take them out to a fancy. You can't talk to seventy dinner. people at the same time. That's too yeah. many people. But you don't have enough time for like one on ones with everybody. You know, you can't have like a series of intimate lunches. Or I, I mean, I don't know. Do they have some any like? Uh, I like like any kind of emotional bonding trips or exercises in the MLB. Like, do they break people out into teams, make them do they, workbooks they, together? Or something? They will sometimes, like at the beginning of a spring training, probably didn't do it this year, but they'll sometimes have like a group activity. Uh, yeah, like Joe a team Madden building exercise. Like bringing in a magician or some nonsense to to talk to his team. I think that. Uh, yeah, I'd like to hear more about that. I, I'd like to, you know, like maybe they could have like some, like, you know, self-help people or wellness people. And I've seen have... karaoke get done or, or like a kind of sing-along thing. Yeah, um, I don't know what kind of trust-building exercise because I think you know. Well, during the season they'll also have like a dress-up day for, oh, the, for the well, players. Crazy hat day. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. <laughs> I fucking love crazy, crazy hair day, crazy stuff, pajama day. They're they're quite good at that. Uh, what, what is going on here with uh, with with your setup here? Okay, I don't hear Colleen at all. Oh, but it looks like Colleen's headphones have. Uh, and you're have you've been the echoing dust. you have been echoing for a while, but I've kind of dug it because it's it it sounds like the ballpark. It sounds like you're an announcer, and uh, like the voice of God just. That's booming. good. That's. That's a good sign for the quality of our podcast, and I will get, um, I, I will get a new pair of headphones, and we will get this worked out. And our friend Matt Salmon, who's kindly agreed to produce this episode, has hopefully enjoyed uh, what we've gone through here. Um, we also we also had to get to one other thing that happened here on Monday night, um, 
and that was the pitch that um, in Tampa, the A's-Rays game on Monday night, um, Sean Murphy of the Oakland A's, their catcher, uh, was hit by a pitch um, just right smack in the booty. Um, just and, and that thing bounced, and, and his butt jiggled and wiggled and... and the wibble-wobble-wibble-wobble. Yeah, I mean, kudos to you, Sean Murphy, because that's that's what it should look like when something smacks you in the ass like that. It's, uh, yeah, that's cute. I'm a big fan of that. Big fan of that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's all I got to say about that. Yep, yep, yep. Colleen, not hearing you. I'm going to give her a yep, 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 too, because It does look damn. like she's saying yep, yep, yep on her video. Her audio <laughs> is not coming through. I love that. I've got this thing on a, it's a GIF. It's got a, I've just got it on like a three second loop and I'm just not getting tired of watching this. Like I, I'm going to, I'm looking at this, this, this ball hitting him in the tuck is so hard that it's burning into my eyeballs and I'm loving every second of it. Boop. All right. This is, this is great for audio content. Just it is. me fucking staring at this guy's ass. But anyway, wholehearted endorsements. Huzzah to you, good sir. Sean Murphy of the Oakland A's. Yes. Um, we, we don't have any kind of superlatives or awards at this point because this is our first episode. But, um, yeah, congratulations on doing that thing with your thing. We should give him a gift card or something. He <laughs> there were a lot of good that. butts on display this weekend. Give him a gift card to, like, a jean store? What? Sure. Oh, shit, Colleen's back. <laughs> Woo! <We're> good. <laughs> My, apparently my headset died and booted me and then I, whatever. Well, that's what happened to me before we started recording. And it's, you know, this is the first episode. Hopefully this will be the fewest people who ever have listened to an episode of a show. Um, of not a show, but this show and ever do listen to an episode of this show. And we'll, Oh yeah, we'll they, they definitely, by... they left after the gravy in my lap story. They were like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, then they, they missed out on Sean Murphy's butt and they'll want to come back uh, for future Butts. And Tyler Tyler McGill's butt. Which yeah, his the, mom now follows me on Twitter. Of the opening week of Mets season, Tyler McGill's butt. Tyler McGill's butt. And I gotta say, it was like universal on my Twitter feed, people talking about his ass. Like his butt was being worshipped across all of Major League Baseball. Okay, wait, who is this again? M E G I L L and Tyler is uh, T O I L O R. He's on the Mets yep. as yeah. opening day starter. Allison and doing the important research now. Just yes. checking out his. Oh, hey, hey now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also Dylan Cease's butt was on display. Ooh, hey now. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm into this. This is good. Big fan. So we'll we'll keep track cut. of that. Um, through the season, if there are any. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any major league butts that you want us to take a look at and give our thoughts on, we'd be happy to do so. You can find us. Um, I should have on... prepared for this because, like, I could probably come up with some nice things to say about this, but I'm just, I'm just taking this in right now. Yeah, we yeah. we will do we will do more preparation in the future. This was if anybody. You know, we're, uh, yeah, we're send... getting our feet wet, getting to know each other. Send me a list of men you'd like me to objectify. I'm here for all of this. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I think, wait, I think I need to repin that in my Twitter because I did ask for that. Yeah. Why are there not enough pictures of this guy's, hmm, ooh. Of Tyler McGill's butt? All of it, really. Because mm. there's too many shots from the waist up. I'm not into that. 
Um, these guys are like, I'm getting older too, so these guys are like babies. Does that make me a creep? I don't no. care. No. <laughs> don't fucking care. My nope. God. Nope. Yeah. Uh, next, look up Dylan Cease, because he's got a cute little butt. Oh. Dylan. So this is what we're doing this season. Ass. This is, uh, we, we talked, you know, some stuff here at the start of the show, and we will, uh, we will head off into the, into the good night now. Um, and let Allison. I don't like this more. mustache business. Yeah. Some no, no. Have a mustache. This one doesn't. No. Oh, you that's put not, the bag over good. his head. No, no. Put the bag over his head and just look at his butt. Okay. Oh wait, this one's. This is nice. See ah. When he does the full beard, yeah. Oh hey, yep, 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 yep. I gotta look at this. Yep. Now. I, I'm not. Yeah, the mustache is a new thing for this season. We're not a fan. I don't like plain old mustaches, like unless they're mm -hmm. diabolical. Like you either have to look like you're going to tie a broad to the train tracks or just grow in the full beard. Yeah, I don't think he's fitting the tie a girl to a train track. Yeah, no, he just he no, looks like a spinny enough for that. He looks like mm -hmm. sex offender list mustache. <laughs> <laughs> now that's going to be stuck in my head forever. Yeah. You know, but you know exactly the type of mustache I'm talking about without me even having, like, you know, oh, ugh. Yep. Nope, not looking at this. He ruined his face. He ruined his face. He ruined his fucking face. I can't Thanks. respect him now. All what, right. What you want to do is Google, like, uh, I don't know, like a Dylan Cease mechanics. Uh, I got to save it for next week because yeah. otherwise, like, I mean, I could go all night, fellas. Um... Yeah, no, I have, a, I have a lot of research to do on these. Yeah, it's really hard for me to talk after you. Whoa, hey, no. He's not wearing a shirt in this one. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, how am I supposed to talk on a podcast when you're throwing <laughs> this shit at me? All right, so like, take, take some time. Come yeah. back next week. We will usually have a regular episode and a bonus episode, but this being our first and, and the other regular i found a picture of him holding a puppy oh shit oh yeah they did like a whole thing with I the found, uh rescue i found another picture of him holding a puppy oh my god and he's wearing glasses jesus fucking christ i'm done <laughs> i think we lost allison yeah that's the show we're going to have this is willard's yep. pod that's allison robicelli <laughs> that's colleen sullivan i'm jesse specter thanks for coming to willard's pen and come Check out the <laughs> Substack. Order the ebook. We love you. See you next time. <laughs>